Yeah, yeah. It's Lee Scott, Tim Four Fronts. You're checking out Fly Fidelity. Check out the new album, Gay Clit Show, produced by Hieroglyphics. BlahRecords.com, everything available there. All Blah shit. Yeah, man, go and get it. Nice one. First, First I say, what we're going to do. Then you say, I don't know. What do you want to do? What we're going to do, what you want to do. We have an idea. You're going to dig this. The Fly Fidelity Podcast is the solution. It's the best. Check it out. You want to get super flat, flat. Details just ahead. Do you love credible content, but, but, but hate how long you have to wait? And who wants super thick and frothy dumpster juice with rat corpses in it? There's a better way. Fly Fidelity. Fly Fidelity. Fly Fidelity. Fly Fidelity. Fly. Fly. Fly Fidelity. Fidelity. Fly Fidelity Podcast. Fly Fidelity, baby. Fidelity, baby. Fidelity. With your host, Luke Bailey. For incredible times, welcome to episode 30 featuring special guest Lee Scott. Join us as we talk about his brand new album with hieroglyphics, Gate Clicks Shut, among much more on this episode. If you enjoy the episode, make sure you subscribe at iTunes and Spotify. You can also catch us on SoundCloud. Enjoy the conversation. I want to give you credit where credit is due first and foremost for making an album for yourself without compromising who you are yeah man i mean that is exactly that's exactly a good way to put it moriachi um, said the same thing to me actually he was saying something along them lines like oh yeah you really just made this one for yourself and i'm like yeah man you know what i mean uh i mean it's not not like i don't make all my other albums for myself but yeah I feel like this one is special. This one is a really dope album and it fits that heavy rotation for several months kind of lens. It's a special project. Thank you, man. I, uh, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad you like it, man. Talk to me about the new album, which you describe as your most least accessible release to date. <laughs> How did you approach making this album differently? Mm, I mean, I made the whole album in the first, um, you know, like the first little lockdown thing that we had at the beginning in 2020 or whatever. Um, uh, and I just made it entirely sitting in the position that I am sitting in right now, which obviously you can't see, but it's essentially a little desktop mic stand with a short SM58 with a little solid state sound card. And I just literally just sat at a desk and just recorded the whole the whole shit you know what i mean um i don't know if it, if it what exactly was different man to be honest with you i'm so bad when people ask me this type of thing because i'm just i don't really know man i just I, that's just what i wanted to do at the time do you know what i'm saying um i just hit matt up hieroglyphics um gave him a little random like description of a beat a real weird abstract description of a beat i was after and then he would just go okay and then give me then make a beat and we just we were just making a couple of tracks for fun at the beginning and i was like you know what man let's continue on this because these three tracks fit together perfectly you know and then 
we just sort of built on that. And it, but the whole most of the thing, I mean, actually, I'm saying most of the thing, the whole album was was made literally by him just sending me the beats and then me recording at home, sending them back. You know, we've done it that way. Um, I mean, I know hieroglyphics in person, but during the whole the first lockdown, right. he was back in Bristol, I was in London. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, We've worked together in the studio many times before, but for that particular album, it was just, it was quite, um, you know, just personal in my own space, just getting lost in my own little world again, do you know what I mean? Tatooine dreams with the night, Daniel Blake reality. Need to stretch my legs for exercise, I'm pacing manically. Mind racing after me, too weak to catch me up. Stuck between suicidal thoughts and easy back it up. You need to wrap it up, nah, I'll leave you've had enough. Touche my blue suede, Adidas traps are scuffed How am I supposed to be where I'm supposed to be? With no degree, I guess I best just get this dough for free Enough to smoke a G or two a week, we always found some more You know where I'm going, if I'm walking out the door And there isn't quiet practice Drag me bed and titty goffy, cause me money's inside the mattress I think, you know what, actually, to answer your question um, Probably the fact that I'm not, I wasn't like out here running around being influenced by life, do you know what I'm saying? I know that this sounds a bit mad, but it just sort of made me sort of regress into my own little world again for a little second, you know, just go back to that naturally almost, just forget about everyone else and everything else and all the outer interferences that there may be and just sort of, yeah, just got lost in my own little world or, you know, you know what I mean? That's that's probably as, as best as I could sum it up. Says not a lot, but the lights are run upstairs, even if he says it not. Don't mistake the camera flashing for a twinkle in his eye. Why do people gather round just to listen to him sigh? Oh my, rose from the river sticks, bone dry. Broke through the barrier, can shoot the whole sky. And when it's time, then it's time, don't cry. Yaga rhythm, soft beat. Why you showing me this island? It feels like nothing is prone to exist. Silent protest, while I'm Try to open no wounds or hope files corrupt. I mean, the approach was different simply because I, I, you know, I wouldn't like mess around with a track. I'm not writing on a train or when I'm walking around, I'm not reaching in my pocket for a scrap piece of paper and writing an idea down. I'm just literally sitting there in the house. This is the first lockdown where people were actually taking it seriously. Do you know what I mean? Right. When people like thought like there was some fucking mass plague or something, you know, like zombie apocalypse shit. I was just in the house, just, you know, I guess on other albums, I'm being influenced whether you like it or not. You're just being influenced by your surroundings to, to whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, or the, your social interactions, the people you're with, the places you're going and whatever, things you're getting up to. Whereas with this one, it was more of just like, just lo lost in my own shit, you know what I mean? Mm. Just going back to no, no, no fucks given, um, so to speak, you know, just not just for me, really. Like you were saying, it's just an album for myself, man. And, you know, that's it. Could you talk about, you know, seeing visuals for these tracks and being as hands on as you were with the Sonics for this project? Uh, I mean, in terms of the in terms of the beats, man, it's just like. I don't know. I just thought I would like just. I was trying to make it difficult for him, to be honest with you. Um, and then I think I said I can't remember exactly what 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 the the first description for the beat it was. Um, it was the Tatooine Dreams beat, and I can't remember exactly what it was, man. But it was something like um, what was it now? 
It was something so utterly bizarre, it would make no sense if I repeated it, but it was something to do with like a, a land whale bombing through a city landscape with like a floating capital letters bombing around or something. I can't remember, man, but I, I gave him this wild description. I was like, and then, you know, as a joke, and then I was like, type a beat. I just sent him the, the text, just like, yo, make me a blah, 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 some right. long, long-winded paragraph type beat. And he was like, okay. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. So then like the, uh, maybe a few hours later, he just sent me this beat. And I was like, that's oddly precisely what I wanted. <laughs> you know Amazing. what I'm saying? And I was just like, okay, cool. Um, and then, yeah, man, I mean, like, it was more just me describing what, roughly what I wanted, but without giving him references in terms of, I didn't give him audio references, if you see what I'm saying. Right. Cause I wasn't like sending him a beat and being like, yo, man, make me this fucking OGC beat. You know, you know what I'm saying? I was more just like giving him random, absolutely random like descriptions. And then he would just hit me with the beat to match my descriptions or his, whatever he could, how he saw what I was trying to say to him. Do you know what I mean? But he's, hieroglyphics is not of a hip hop background That's at right. all, really. Like, you know, um, he didn't know who Company Flow was. He didn't know who Big Just was. You know what I'm saying? I was like, bro, you don't understand. Like, with getting Big Just on this shit, it's like, it's going to make a few of my old, like my older producer friends, they're going to be like pissed. Do you know what I'm saying? That I didn't <laughs> do this with them. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's funny because you don't have a clue about any of this shit. But I was trying to explain her, like these beats that you've made are, to me anyway, maybe to over someone else's ears, maybe they don't hear the same thing, but... I was just hearing it in that pocket of like that vein of like that late nineties right. ground, like the 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 fight back to what you know, like you know that 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 era of like underground or um, like independent, like anti-commercial, blah blah. You know what I'm saying? Like that sort of thing. Yeah. So it was kind of like that's what he was making by accident, really. Do you know what I mean? Um. And it's not like I, I'm not really on some like super anti-commercial shit or whatever, but it's kind of like that's just how what he was accidentally making almost, you know what I mean? And that's how I was hearing it. And um, that's what I wanted to. That's at that point. That's what I wanted to make. And he just uh, catered to that ex to to a T, really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out mm. on some steep bullshit. Mad swaggy to the sleeve, true trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tippy Louis V's with the seafood frames. Smelt the Terminator down into jewelry. I'm team two chains. Gold grills hide the effects of tooth decay. Dropping knowledge in a stupid way. I'm at your QA like who would they? I'm not passing a Kavasi, yeah, no, cause I don't like games too. This is one man only house. This is just me rapping on beats, essentially, like, you know, with the, uh, and didn't really, I wasn't really caring too much about choruses and, you know, all that type of stuff. Though there is some choruses on there, it's not like, I wasn't structuring things like songs and stuff. I was just going back to that early when I just wanted to rap, do you know what I mean? I just wanted to say the words and then just be like, be done with it, you know, that sort of thing, man. Was there a moment that triggered your conception for this project? When did you realize you were in a moment worth being nostalgic for? Um, I mean, God, man, like maybe just like a couple of tracks in really, man. I mean, I think from memory, we made Tatooine Dreams and then we made my part for the for the Big Just joint. At that point, I hadn't even thought to get Big Just. I, I, I've always had trying to find Big Just in the back of my mind um, and get him on something, but... 
I had at that moment, I, I you know, I hadn't thought of it, and I gave him a wacky description for that beat as well, man. Um, I wish I could remember them, but no chance. Um, and then I think we made the uh, the the skies in the way joint. So it was them free, and it was kind of like, all right, these are mm. literally what I'm what I'm looking to 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 rap on right now. Do you know what I mean? Um, the creation of this project felt like the creation of when I done made the stupid poignant shit album in the sense that. I basically just, we eventually, um, ill-informed, got me the right type of beats that I wanted. And then he sort of started then to figure out what I wanted and then made me, you know, he was just hitting every time. He was just sending me a beat and I, I was like, okay, this is it now, you know. And I just, I done it quite quickly, you know, like wasn't just sitting there, just doing it quite quickly on my own, you know. This was kind of a similar process to, to making that album, to be honest with you. Um Nice. And yeah, man, I mean, it's what it is, it's done, that's it, that's the album. It feels like this concept of nostalgia in rap today seems to get caught in this vice between tomorrow and yesterday. Were you trying to deliver any kind of message with this album that you can still, you know, exercise the past and make music defined by a middle finger to where the money is? Uh, I mean, not necessarily, man, I just kind of... Do you know what, man? It's like it, it makes a, it makes a boring interview. But I would just be in the, I would be being dishonest if I said anything else. Like in reality, there's not that much thought that goes into what I'm doing. Like if I'm being honest with you, it's right. just kind of like it's almost just like it's like walking to me. Do you know what I'm saying? This shit is like just just it's a thing that I I do and I have to do. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know. I mean. It, maybe it's just like more just a subconscious thing. I just just make it, man. And then I'm not really overthinking it, to be honest with you. But, you know, I'm at an age where it's just like, I, I, I mean, I don't really care about trying to, you know, be a pop star. I'm not really trying to fight everyone for the, the same trophy that everyone's fighting for on, in, on Instagram and in social media. And mm. I'm not really, I just don't really, I'm not really bothered about it. It's like, a billion people are fighting for the exact same spot on the, you know, yeah. but I don't really understand what even is the spot. You know, what are we, what are we all fighting? What are we even, you know, what are we exactly. doing? We're, we're racing to this hill for what? I don't even understand. But, um, and then also, man, just the thought of like, I'm, I don't, I've never felt like I'm not really competing with anyone because I, when I'm doing my thing, I'm, I, I just feel like I'm in my own world. You know what I mean? It's the only time I like escape, really escape from, you know, from life. You're in competition so with yourself. To it. Yeah, that's it, I guess. So, man, yeah, just in competition with myself and just, yeah, not really. Because, you know, the whole thing of, like, people, I don't know, sometimes it feels like a little bit, like, over the years, people have got annoyed. People I don't even know, they, they express annoyance that I'm doing so much, but it's like, I don't even know you exist. Like, why are you even bothered what I'm doing? I'm not... It's not like let's take turns. We're not we're not have we're not playing a game together. I don't know who you are. You don't really know who I am. Let me do what I do so I can stay sane and you right. don't you do what you do and that's it. And yeah, I mean I, it sounds like I'm going on a tangent, but I guess I say that to just reiterate the fact that I'm not really thinking about other things that much, really. Just you know, I mean, the only the only part of the album I would say where I step into a little bit more like consciousness is when I do the the all on tick track with the little skit, do you know what I mean? Right. Um, 
And that was it, really. You know, that that's um, but that was almost like a throwback to something I'd done on Tim Four Fronts, where I'm like, I made a track called like Bitch Pitch Down, which was kind of like conscious of the style at the time and you know, just being like, yeah, I can do that shit too and do it creatively and whatever and with a little bit of irony thrown in, you know what I'm saying, for, for good measure. And that's probably it. It almost feels like a part of this process and album was born out of rap fans being fickle. It was almost a response to that in your own yeah. subconscious way. Could be, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, these are thoughts that fly through my head. And I try not to... I try not to um, sort of get caught up for too right. long on anything like that. But yeah, I would say those are definitely thoughts that have 100% fly through my head. You know what I'm saying? Mm, mm, you just don't dwell in that space in your head. Is I try what not saying. to dwell on it. Right. Yeah. I try not to dwell on any of that stuff, man, if I can help it. You know, it, I mean, obviously, it's we all do, you know, like no one likes to be have be criticized and for, by strangers. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, I accept it as a thing, you know, try and get on with my life and then. It's like, you know, once you look away from the screens, it doesn't really, ex it ceases to exist, really, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Well. Dr. Scott. Dr. Scott's ready for you now, Dr. Scott. Room 13, please. Blah, 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 and yes, oh, that's me theory of oneness. One voice postulated. Great sardonic second voice scoffed, a fair coughed and waited. A fourth chimed in. I'm willing to cooperate. But for now, let's convince the boss to drink some vodka straight, cause life's grim. A fifth said, on it, mate. A sixth piped up, declaring simply I do not relate. A seventh voice. From an evolutionary point of view, how does this material, do you think, recall the energy of when you recorded when you were younger? Did you find yourself accessing and going back to any habits and processes from the Mr. Ron tape era? Well, to be honest with you, man, not, not, not really, because simply because on that era, I was doing all the beats as well, and I was putting all, you know what I'm saying? I was way more, and, and to be honest, those, those projects took longer because I was doing every single part of the process from recording, sorry, from like making the beats, recording, mixing, doing the whole, the whole nine, you know what I'm saying? So it was a different process. Cause I'm, you know, and I, and like, this is back then I couldn't even like afford the internet or, or I, when I did have it, I would have it in the best, you know what I mean? I'd have it maybe for like one month. So I had to like find samples from car boot, set, car, car boot sale cassettes and inherit vinyl of random people and blah, blah, blah. So quite a different process to be honest with you, man. But in, yeah. maybe in terms of, of writing, it's just kind of like that antisocial, you know, I mean, bro, I've been, I've, don't I've been I've the social distance many times before. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? That that shit wasn't like that crazy to me. You know, so other I, I get I get why other people were, you know, really going mad, going lo losing it and that. You know, but I'm not like some social butterfly or nothing in reality. So I can deal with being away from people for a while. Although I'm super grateful. Then when I'm when I'm around people, I, I always enjoy it. But my natural sort of my my natural instinct, I guess, is to sort of just, yes, yeah, stay out of it. You know what I mean? I I can so, I don't know. I guess back then, in those days, I was uh, quite an antisocial kid. Anyway, do you know what I mean? Or I would, in phases, I would I would be mad antisocial. You know, I would like pretty much stay in for like a couple of weeks and just making shit loads of music, and then you know, where and so I guess that is the sort of 
what maybe maybe that's why I was subconsciously made this shit, you know what I mean? It's kind of like back to that, like barely leaving the house shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but yeah, man, I mean, yeah, I guess that's the only, that's the only real sort of similarity in terms of mind state or whatever, you know, I don't know, man. It must have been weird to be at the Jazz Cafe recently for a sold-out show. Talk about that experience of going back after being banned. Yeah, I mean, well, after being banned and also going through the whole, you know, this whole COVID thing exactly. as well, man. Like, it was, That's yeah, it. it was, honestly, man, it was, I, I was, it was weird because I naturally am quite, like, I'm not, I, I'm not really that, like, sort of outgoing but I can sort of, I can switch it on. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I can just, I can, I can, I can feign it. But with the jazz cafe this time, I was less nervous than I, than I normally am, which is very weird for me, you know? Um, usually I'm a bit more like uh, nervous and a bit more anxious about like, fuck, you know, like, uh, I don't even, I don't even know if I really want to be rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, but with this one, man, it was oddly, therapeutic you know what i mean when once i stood on stage i was just like wow this is i forgot about this do you know what i'm saying i forgot about this feeling like honestly i it was like i forgot about it do you know what i'm saying because in my head it was like oh, i used to get quite nervous doing these shows i don't even know if i really like doing shows you know what i'm saying and then as soon as i was back in it i'm like nah this is this is this is it you know what i mean like this is a this is a whole but this is the this is the not not necessarily the reason why I'm doing it because it's not like I would do it even if there was no if I had no shows to do. But right. it's it's a it's a an element of it which is you know you can really benefit from um, obviously financially and just in many other ways as well. Just with your own personal confidence and you know and also it's just it's it's just like a pleasure to perform for for people that are invested in you and to in however they. However, they are. Do you know what I mean? Whether they're buying your shit or just coming to your show, whatever. It's 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 cool, man. Um, but yeah, it was a it was it was crazy, man. And it was uh, I put on a real crazy like different show. Do you know what I'm saying? I had like I had like a little acoustic section. Dope. Uh, I done it in like like rounds. Do you know what I'm saying? I had like the ring girl doing like round one, two, three, four, all that. Um, yeah, I just tried to put on a special show. Do you know what I'm saying? Because obviously, I don't know if you're aware, but the show got it got rescheduled like four times, I think. Really? That yeah. many times? Yeah. yeah well, originally <clears throat> we were supposed to be doing it in um, the first. Remember when? So there was the lockdown, right? And then it got right. lifted, if you remember. And then we were supposed to be doing it then, but it was it, everyone had to be sat sat down. Right. If you remember, it was like restaurants or something. Um, so I was originally going to be doing two shows, like a matinee show and an evening, an evening show. Um, and then, then that got cancelled because obviously then they were like, no, 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 this is not a good idea. Everyone's getting COVID again. So then that got cancelled. Mm. Um, and then it got rescheduled. Maybe I can't remember how many times it got rescheduled, man. It feels like more than, it feels yeah. like so many times to me. But then it got rescheduled again. And then to the same type of thing, you know, the, the two shows in one day thing. And then they were like, all right, it's, it's, you know, it's been canceled again. And uh, Boris and all them lot can't make their minds up. And then, um, they, uh, then they came to me again. All right, we're going to be putting it on in a, 
in months down the line now. And I was just like, all right, well, if we're doing that, then I'm not, I want to change up the format of the show. Cause originally I was just going to do the Lou Reed 2000 album, but I was I, in, a, in my uh, sort of like peripheral consciousness. I knew that I had the, um, the gate click shot album there. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm like, at that point, I will more than likely have dropped this album. So I'm just going to switch it up to like a Lee Scott and Friends thing and just make it a bit more of like a celebration. You know what I'm saying? Because it's been so long at this point. Um, and yeah, man, it was uh, it was crazy. It was just it was just a relief to finally do it, man. And then I done another show the day after as well in some festival. And then I got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it goes, right? What was it you got banned for the last time you performed? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it was just like um. Well, let's talk about the Gate Click Shut animated music trilogy, Don't Watch This in the Morning Show, and the three tracks that make up its soundtrack. What was the inspiration behind presenting three songs in this format, which for me kind of harkens back to a similar late night energy of the MTV's Liquid TV in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, well, it's, uh, yeah, that reference you just pulled out there, that's probably, I, I, I wouldn't have. I couldn't re- remember that, but I, it, there was there was that sort of feeling, do you know what I mean? And right. then mixed with a little bit of like, I was trying to like go for a sort of like uh, alternate reality version of a Saturday morning cartoon show, do you know what I mean? Like, this is TV with Don't Watch This in the Morning Show. Welcome to Don't Watch This In The Morning Show. And bo- ow, boy, do we have an action-packed show for you this morning on Don't Watch This In The Morning Show. Kicking things off, a brand new Gig Click Shot trilogy. I've got this kid called uh, Josh uh, IG Rich, I think his name is on Instagram, but he's uh, he's done a, f- a couple of things, sort of a guy, isn't that? Um, and to be honest with you, I don't know ordinarily like working with like guys that everyone, you know, like the or other lads from the UK or whatever work with. I tried to mix it up a little bit, but yeah. I knew that this kid could do what the the what I wanted him to do. Do you know what I mean? And then I sent it out to my guy in Estonia, G8, who done like he done like the titles and that. And then we got it converted to VHS, but it's not like a filter. It's like it literally gets recorded to a VHS tape and back. Do you know what I'm saying? So just to, and then obviously I recorded the little interlude, the little, sorry, the little intro with the VHS camera and that. So Love yeah, I'm, I had them, uh, I, 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 I toyed with releasing them as three different joints, but then I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do the long drawn out, like, you know, free videos. I just want to put them in one, like, you know, and just have it like, so you, you watch them all together and it feels like more of a, of, you know, in the ilk of like a Saturday morning trilogy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Ghostbusters! Each sold separately. See any ghosts? Not yet. Pigment, it's back to the bone. Give me out. Looks like you're really into them, Stan. <laughs> safe. Not so safe. It's like Bucket. What a slob. I've been cooped. Activate the turtle blasters. We ain't afraid of no ghosts. Peter Venkman, bad to the bone, and sludge bucket with ectoplasm each sold separately. Ghostbusters from Kenner. After these messages, we'll be right back. Originally, there was going to be a lot more to it, but like it was just getting 
it was just getting too crazy, you know, like um, with the time restraints and stuff. And I kind of needed to get the album out. Um, it had already been delayed. The vinyl had already been crazy delayed because of Brexit and COVID and all this, all this stuff. Um, so like, and then I kind of wanted to get it out before before the Jazz Cafe. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I kind not. I wouldn't say I didn't rush it, but like I had I had another idea where I wanted to expand on the uh, on the idea of a morning show and I wanted to have more skits in between them with you know what I'm saying like with some of my friends and stuff doing little little weird skits and all that but then we just I, by the end of it I was like you know what yeah I remember I remember old morning um, television shows and they would start out with like cartoons or something or maybe it's it's just some like I don't know, man. It's some like vague memory I've got of just some old school, like maybe Saturday morning TV show. And they would introduce the show and then it would start off with like a cartoon or something or, you know, and then maybe they would go, maybe go to adverts or whatever. So I just kind of like, I did want to have fake adverts and all that originally, but then I was like, you know what? It just, it, maybe that's too much. Do you know what I'm saying? So I just kept it simple, man. But yeah. Thundering across the stars to save the universe from the monster minds. Jay searches for his father to unite the magic root and lead his lightning league to victory over the changing form of Sawboss. Wheeled warriors explode into battle. Lightning strikes. There's a power that comes from deep inside You know what? Yeah, I, I, it's funny as you get older, you realize that all the cartoons from the eighties, because it was all the eighties cartoons that yeah. we were watching, really in the nineties, wasn't it? Like, the, do you know what I'm saying? We were we were basically watching eighties cartoons Definitely. from the eighties all the way to the mid nineties, isn't it? Like, yep. I I can't even remember things. Like, I feel like I, I I'll talk about nineties oh, cartoons, but then when you go and like look back, you're like, oh, they were just eighties cartoons repeated to us in the nineties. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Majority. But um, there was like Jason the Power Wheels. There was this other thing called like, I think it was called T-Rex. And it was about like, it was like this weird alternate reality, like mafiosa world where these like technologically advanced T-Rex creatures with like mech, mecha suits or something, you know? And it was, on, it was on super early and I used to be real young and I must have like seen it on the TV. I must have snuck down one day and and seen it come on. So I used to like, like wake up dead early and sneak to watch it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Cartoons and cereal, right? Yeah, you know how you know how it is, man. Like, yeah, yeah it was man. like it was a it was a it was a whole event. You know what I'm saying? Like sneaking downstairs and you had to have the TV real low. And you know what I mean? Like yeah, all of man. that. But yeah, like a, a, a lot of my favorite cartoons were were like real. I think like I just must have always had that like that sort of little weird um, 
like nerdy underground thing in me. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I want to watch, I'm watching the cartoons and going to school and like being like, yeah, did you, no one knew about these cartoons. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, it's on at six in the morning on a Friday on Channel 4. Do you know what I mean? You've got to get up early to watch it. Endowed with a superior intelligence, he has fully developed the powers of the human mind. Relentlessly pursued by those who seek to control him. <laughs> Then I rolled them like Ronaldini, yo Have you seen him go? I drop a gem, shout and beanie, yo Hawk and phlegm, clear my throat Just to say, I ain't gonna say shit Me mouth stays stitched like Abe's lips The basics, McCain's microwave chips The kids are hungry, but the late dinners are take pics It's just one of them things I've always just remembered Cause, you know, I mean, for the obvious reason Handicap, handicap, it just being like a ridiculous thing that you and I just, I must have, someone, someone's dad or something must have had it when I was a kid. You know, like the Viz and the Bean, Beano yeah. and all that in it. And you had the handicap stuff as well. I don't know. Real similar. Um, maybe the handicap was part of something else. But I just always remember that guy, man, like um, the character. And I, and I always remember him just being kind of like, he was kind of politically incorrect even then. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah. I just always kind of remembered it being like, um, just a weird ass cartoon character, man. It's just always stuck in my head, you know what I mean? Like a lot of things, a lot of stuff I just draw from. Speaking of drawing from artists, let's go back to Big Just. I, I feel as though he's an artist who plays a bigger role in the lineage you're operating in as far as expanding your language and pushing the bar. What What is it about Big Just that sticks out to you? What makes him work? Um, I mean, well, first of all, man, like the 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 going way back was like in maybe my like last year of 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 secondary school when we were sort of doing the whole SATs and all that and you know you're like you don't go into school you're off school the whole time and everyone else is like rehearse it is sorry is like revising and I'm rehearsing man yeah everyone's like revising and I mean I didn't do none of that I wasn't interested in school like that but then I, I remember being in HMV and in Liverpool we used to have the craziest hip hop section in the HMV man. Like it, we just had everything, like everything you can possibly imagine was, was in this HMV, like, like on CD. And I just remember I bought the company flow CD just because of the aliens on the front cover. Do you know what I mean? Like I had a line like mad years ago and like where I say, uh, I was abducted by the aliens on the front cover of Fun Crusher or whatever. That was, and literally, cause, just because I bought it on a whim, do you know what I'm saying? And I, I think I played it a few times. I didn't really even quite, I didn't quite get it, what was going on, do you know what I'm saying? But I had already started to get familiar with like an alternate side of rap because, you know, whether you realize it or not, but then Fuji's B-sides were kind of like in a weird dark place as well. And then I had the Red Man There is a Dark Side album, um, which is a whole other story. So... The yeah, the company flow thing was just kind of I didn't quite get it at first, but I but I always kept playing it because it was something just so weird and intriguing about it that I didn't quite understand that I wanted to understand it. Do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, yeah, and then so it kind of started there, and then I guess years later, I just sort of rediscovered um, Big Juss as a solo artist because I always liked Big Juss and. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, a lot of people's thing with the company flow was like, it was all like LP and don't get me wrong. Obviously he, he was, he was dope back then and stuff, you know, but like big just for some, for me, just like, it, there's just something about like the way he, he, he just 
puts his words together and flows and his voice sounds so fucking cool to me. Do you know what I'm saying? As a, when I was younger, that I was just like, what is this guy doing these days? You know what I'm saying? So a friend of mine gave me something. Um, like I don't, can't, don't remember if he gave me on CD or like a file or something. I don't remember, but it was the um, Black Mamba Serums. Classic. Um, album. But I, I must have been listening to this maybe four or five years after it came out, you know. So I think it came, if I'm not mistaken, this is the original version as well. The Japanese so version, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I mean, I didn't know it was at the time. I just, and and I think he had already released the second version of this album. Right. But some, for some reason, I just, I just had the original Japanese version. I didn't know I had it. I was, that's just the version I was listening to. So I used to listen to it a lot. And when I, when I was living in Liverpool at the time and I had like a job in the city center and I lived on the outskirts in, in like Garston and I used to just, you know, commute to work every day on the, on the train. And I would just listen to that album real early in the morning every day. And it just felt like it was just like the soundtrack to like, like, even though I'm not really a big graffiti guy, you know, and, and all that, it was kind of like, I understood like the sort of what he was expressing. I, I felt like, you know, the feeling of it was, was just, it just resonated with me. Maybe a little bit of like the sort of antisocial side to it, if you know what I mean? Mm. And like, and then just being on trains and going through tunnels and stuff like this, it just, it was just, it fit, you know what I mean? I used to listen to it like a lot, you know, and then, so where I would say it had an influence on me, the album itself, probably more so than the words and the lyrics and all that side of things, to be honest with you, was the structure of the album. Like the, the way it was put together, it, it, it's an, it's an, it's not a, an arrangement of songs. It's a, it's an album. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like a, the whole thing is, is the piece of art. If you get what I'm trying to say, it's not like, it's not like individual to me. I don't hear the, that black mama serums is like a bunch of singles making up an album. It sounds like he's just gone. He's made it from a to Z. He's just gone in order. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how it sounded to me. And it all links together and switches up as it goes. And I never had the track list or nothing. So I didn't even know. In fact, I had the track as one track. That's what it was. I had a file and I had it on a little MP3 player. I'm just remembering now. And it was um, it was just, for whatever reason, uh, my friend that gave me this stuff, gave me this, uh, and he gave me a bunch of music as well. It was just the whole thing on one file. So I didn't know what track was what or where what track ended and everyone started. Cause, and then later on, I kind of discovered that one track is free. I thought it was two tracks is one track. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, and right. Stuff like that, but it all blends together. Do you know what I'm saying? And that sort of stuck with me. <clears throat> um, the idea of creating a, 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 a feature length as opposed to, you know, individual songs. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that? I don't know. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, yeah, my first like approach to trying to make an album was the put on the glasses thing where... I produced it um, and I kind of had that approach to it. Like, oh, you, there's no rules to this stuff. And I'm, you know, I was kind of tapped into that side of things anyway. That sort of just reiterated it. And it was a guy that I respected, even though I didn't know that much about because I didn't, I didn't know how to find out about really about these people back then. Do you know what I'm saying? But I had found this guy, I'd found a company flow thing in, in school and then, but yeah, and then by chance, my friend gave me this thing when I was saying, oh, I wonder what happened to Big Joss. And he was like, oh, yeah, I put me onto that, you know. So 
it definitely had like quite a big influence on me. That's that project um, specifically, as did the company flow album. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, it's funny, man, because like my most listened to stuff, it's funny. It's probably like funk type rap, gangster rap. And then company flow, big just, you know what I'm saying? It's not like eclectic. It's it's not just like all one thing, do you know what I'm saying? That's dope. That's dope. You mentioned Redman earlier, There is a Dark Side. Yeah, yeah. What's the story behind that album for you? Well, man, I mean, for me, it was kind of crazy. I, I like, I met like, I met me real dad and um, when I was like 16 and by meeting him, I met like, you know, his like uncles of mine and stuff that were like living around the area and stuff. And uh, it's kind of funny actually, man, because like my best friend at the time, when I, when I found out I had this uncle and my best friend was like, uh, you know, your uncle robbed my house. And I was like, oh, sorry, man. Like, you know, I don't, I don't really know my uncle. Do you know what I mean? But then it was like, he's like, yeah, well, obviously it's not your fault and all that. And I was just like, ah, oh, shit. But then, yeah, so he was about, he was... I believe that he he either someone owed him money or he just robbed someone, right? But he gave me this bag, a plastic bag of, and it was literally full of rap CDs because he knew I like rap in it. So he gave me these CDs and he was like, "All right, you can, you can, you like rap or whatever. You can mine these for a while." He didn't want me to. He didn't. He wasn't giving me them to keep in it because bear in mind you could get some money for CDs back then. You go to the, I don't know where, like the old school version of CEX or whatever it was. You yeah. know what I mean? selling cds and he just gave me this plastic bag of cds bro like this is complete i would not know about this stuff any other way you've got to understand it's completely random to me it's like in this bag was like black sheep far side there is a dark far 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 side bizarre ride there is a dark side i've rapped about this stuff man like i say uh, on like i made a, an ep years back called like happy sellout shit and i referenced this whole situation it's just like um, Miyaki Uncle, pa uh, the Plazzy Bag of Rap CDs, Miyaki Uncle Pass Me, Bizarre Ride, and There Is A Dark Side, staring at the covers thinking, what is a Rumpeltilskin? Stood in front of a similar um, looking building with me little brother chilling, do you know what I'm saying? Attention to all you punk motherfuckers out there. Funky Noble Productions represent for the 9-4 and 9-5 area. Reggie Noble and Rock Walla in the house for the biz out. If you don't know, you might as well close your biz out. To my peeps in Queen. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yo, it's a bird. So there is a dark side was just... That's how I discovered that album. It was in this, pla I've still got the CD, right, like to the same CD to this day. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so he gave me this plastic bag of, of CDs, obscure, whoever he robbed, uh, he robbed these CDs off, <laughs> like some mad taste. And, do you know what else is weird, yeah? In, in the plastic bag was all these weird, obscure rap CDs, yeah? And then the, the Pretenders, just loads of, you know that band? That's so band? random. Yeah, we're just, just like five CDs of The Pretenders. And I, I yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. going through all this rap stuff. And then I put that in thinking, this must be some rap shit too. And I'm like, <laughs> whoa, what's this, man? Get this shit out of the CD player now. But um, yeah, man. So that's how I discovered that there was a dark side. And then again, it was kind of like, if I'm being honest, at the time, it was like, I don't get this. But 
it was so weird and intriguing to me. Again, it was like the artwork, the way it was presented. And it's weirdly, it's funky, but it's kind of dark. You know, obviously the title, There is a Dark Side. But like, it's just, it was bizarre to me. It felt like going, it felt like I was in, you're listening to it in space or something. You know what I mean? It just felt new and different. I didn't quite get it, but I just would constantly, I would find myself listening to it all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without even really, it's not like I listened to it and then I was like, da, 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 know all the words, you know what I mean? Like a catchy pop song, but it was just like, it was the opposite of that. And that appealed to me even at that age. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I was only just about, literally just turned 16 at that time, you know? And I'm just like listening to all this stuff. And I don't have no, I didn't have no like older people who were into hip hop and rap music to teach me, you know what I mean? And nothing about nothing. I was just discovering this stuff by accident, really, you know what I mean? So I would say like, if I didn't get that plastic bag of, of rap CDs, I, I wouldn't be me, do you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be who I am now. There's no way. Cause I wouldn't have heard, I wouldn't have heard the red man, there is a dark side, you know what I'm saying? Like. Take a journey to hell and beyond Where the bomb goes on palms and bags labeled Cheech and Chong The Jimi Hendrix of rap I got an afro and bandana Then I rock jams like Santana I move MCs like niggas move keys of town Red and Hurricane G So how you like us now? Probably the most obscure I was getting at that point Which, what, 96 when I was like 12 years old I'm listening to the Fugees But and I loved the commish that, you know, they're big mainstream hits, but I always, it was the weird B-side tunes that always appealed to me on the tapes. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't remember what was on the B-sides to be honest with you, but I want to say like family business and that type of, you know, like that other, it's just sounded new to me. Like, you know, cause you know, I'm 12 years old, man. I, I haven't, I, I, there was no, I, I loved rap and, and I used to just go into the rap section and buy like a two pound tape. Yeah, I would like scav money from school and from people in school and just go and buy like a single, do you know what I mean? Over whoever it was, like iced tea and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, man, like uh, Redman is probably, I, I, yeah, like that's like me. If you if you say who's your favorite rapper, I don't, I don't really like that stuff, but I would say like Redman, do you know what I mean? Like Redman's from from a, from a kid, do you know what I mean? Like just. Getting into Redman just opened me like mind to a whole other just way of, I don't know, man, putting words together, just a whole other style, you know what I mean? Since we're talking about goats, going back to the album, what's the energy behind Sacrificial Goat with Black Josh? Well, um, that track was actually like me, it was on a different beat and it was actually made, um, Josh had started that track himself. That's why I just left it in that order. I left him, you know, he, he I left his verse first and all that. And he sort of already had the idea um, and the track, and he wanted to get me on that track for his album, but it just didn't, you know, his his album, that's not out yet. And it just doesn't, it just didn't fit his album. But I was like, you know what, yeah, this is, the beat doesn't fit for my album either, that the original beat that I was on. But I was like, but Hiro, Hieroglyphics made this other beat that he just sent me. And I swear if we slow it down a BPM, it's just going to fit so nicely under this track, right? And I just swapped the beats over, you know, myself, slowed it down for hieroglyphics. I sent it to him, I'm like, bro. And you, everyone was just like, oh shit, this is crazy. This is actually harder. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. This is crazy. So that's how it sort of started. Now, if you're asking about like the whole, you know, came to kill the goat, I mean, you would have to ask Josh his specific, you know, his reasoning behind it. Cause he's, he, he came up with the chorus and all that. Dope. I essentially just two packed that track, you know what I mean? Like 
when he came out of jail and just stole everyone's songs. Well, not stolen, but you know. What yeah, I, mean? yeah. I was like, I, I just, he, just, I just took the track really for my thing. But um, the whole concept of the goat thing, it kind of goes back to like Macabre Brothers, you know. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a tongue-in-cheek reference to the LL Cool J thing. Do you know what I mean? We've been. And then tying in with the whole, with the John Ronson book, Men Who Stare at Goats, do you know what I mean? It was kind of all like, I just made some weird link that just didn't need to be made, basically, and just kind of always got, went back referencing it, do you know what I mean? Right. So it's just been like a, a stupid theme that comes up now and then. How does Crazy Ivan come about? Crazy Ivan, so um, <clears throat> I knew that I wanted to get um, Bear Base or Be The Gun. Uh, I knew I wanted to get B in it and... CL on one track I already knew that I wanted to do that and then I kind of didn't want to get them on like a one of the darker beats if you know what I mean I kind of wanted them to get them on a sl slightly different style of beat and then I had that beat there lying there for a little sec and I was like you know what let me try and like hit this beat start this off and then um, I just I just was like okay sent it to CL and get me the verse and then again you know we're all in lockdown at this point you know what I'm saying um, so CL done his verse for me where in his in his house and sent it back. Again, obviously we've done stuff together, but it was like you know the at the time we had to we we made it like via the internet. Um, I don't really normally like doing, but it is what it is. We all know each other, so. And then with uh, Bear Bass's verse, though, I actually got his in person. Um, that's the only way you can get anything out of out of out of. Uh, the gun. Um, and then, yeah, man, like he just uh, <laughs> went on his little tangent about like a crazy Ivan maneuver, which is like from the hunt, you know, the hunt for red October, the movie. It's a reference to a name. Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's a, he, he references a maneuver, which they pull with the submarine in the movie. And it's called a crazy Ivan. I think it's when you like you do a maneuver which makes you go invisible to the radar or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> and his whole thing is like being like, you know, like kind of I don't know, man, like like hard to catch, you know what I mean? That's like his whole his whole uh like thing. He lives in in his head, he's like a in a film noir, you know what I mean? That's so dope. So yeah, man. Just sort of uh, yeah, I I guess it just came together just because I knew I wanted to get them both on one joint, you know what I mean? That's it, really. And then I, that just felt like the right beat. <clears throat> it was, like, playful enough, do you know what I'm saying? And, like, a little bit more fun, a little bit less, like, in a in a darker pocket to the rest of it, you know what I mean? There's this really interesting connection in your writing between your rhyming about the most ridiculous subject matter in the most sharpest and smartest way. Is it often that you feel some of the layers in your lyrics get overlooked or misunderstood because of that? Well, I mean, yeah, man. I, I, I mean, it, it, it does. It, it just does, isn't it? You know, like, um, you know, I mean, on the surface, you might think that, like, you might be if you're if you don't know like I, I I feel like I like know rap, do you know what I mean? Like I know rap, like the technical I know every you know, like I'm like on it in them levels and like technically understand rap. Like you can't show me any rap that I don't understand how they like you know what I'm saying? On them technical levels or whatever. As much as I try to push that out of my mind when I'm doing stuff, you know, I'm not like counting syllables and doing none of that. I like to 
keep it spontaneous as a canon, whatever, yeah, and not really overthink that stuff. But at the same time, I do understand rap on them levels. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, it, it, it is kind of one of them where people, it does get lost on a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But again, man, it's like, what are you going to do? You know, you know what yeah, I'm saying? It's it comes like, with you, it. I, 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 some, it's like, I don't know. I, I, sometimes people might think what I'm saying is simple, but then it's like, okay, but did you clock that? I'm like referencing like 10 things at the same time sort of shit. And I'm like, I'm, I'm doing that on purpose. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, it, the thing is, is I can't really feel too strongly about it because it's not like I sat there and worked it out for seven months either on a fucking on like a whiteboard with like like a mathematician or something i just it just came out of me and then i just said it do you know what i mean so it's like you know i don't know man like again it's like saying earlier it's like i try not to dwell on these things because if you if you if you dwell on these type of things man it's just it takes all the fun out of it do you know what i mean and it's like those that do get it get it those that don't I don't and that's what it is man it's like i don't get everything you know everything in the world you know what i mean yeah so, yeah, and the fun part is, is. The, the fun part is that you know people might later on come back and peel back these layers in the, these lyrics and find out what you meant later on. That's always yeah, going to be exactly. the great thing, right? Exactly, man. Um, you know, the idea of someone listening to the same album of mine like fifty times in a row and then and then on a fiftieth listen, going, "Oh, I've just clocked this, this, and this." It, that's quite a cool a cool thing because I mean, look at the referencing back to that company flow album, like the stuff that I, di I didn't even understand until like last week. Do you know what I mean? Like it was like, Oh, Oh, that's what he's saying. Cause as you grow and you get more knowledge and you figure, and you, you know, sometimes it's just like an obscure reference that you just don't know. And you, you don't think to look it up. Do you know what I mean? Where, you know, but it's all good, man. I mean, not everyone's going to understand you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it doesn't help that I have a, a bit of a weird accent and a bit of a different approach. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I get that not everyone's going to like me and not everyone's going to understand what I'm saying. The one thing though that does kind of grate on me, if I'm being honest, out of everything is when people misquote me. Like, because mm. a lot of the time, the reason it's so annoying to me is because it's like, if you think I said what you what you think I, I, I said, you shouldn't be rating me. Do you know what I'm saying? You should not. You should think I'm whack if you think I said that. You get me? And then it, it kind of shows me where the mind state is for a lot of fans of UK hip hop, if you know what I mean. But I'm not talking like UK rap. I'm talking like UK hip hop, and we all know what I mean by that, yeah. right? So it's like it kind of sh to me, like not to just sound like bitter and old and for and all that shit, but you know, just on a rapping, pure passionate rap level, right? It's like it kind of shows you where. The, a lot of the average fans mentality is that where it's like if you fit if that slides in in your head if you think that's that's okay that would that like how what you think i said then you have no standards for this shit you know what i mean like and i understand why you like mc fucking divvy over there and you know all them all that all that lot like and then it's like oh okay you think i'm you think i'm like as shit as those people but that's okay for you like you know what i mean that's okay to you um yeah so like yeah man let's just say rant over for that one you know what, I mean? what, what would be what would be some of the most worst misquotes people have gotten from your lyrics oh man see i don't remember man i i, I but like there's been a lot though do you know what i mean yeah. enough for me to like say it to you now right, like right. This, 
it's been a lot like but i mean i couldn't tell you the exact thing but it i wish i could man i don't have like a a good memory for that type of thing but um it's a thing i wish i could remember something for you now man because like it's it's not just misquotes it's like it's like you've got the words com- like completely wrong and it made it m- make no sense but you were happy that with that being the bar and then you've quoted it at me on twitter or something it's like <laughs> It's like, you think that I said that, bro? And it's embarrassing. It's like, yeah. oh my Lord, man, that you think I said that and you're going around you, you, and you're happy with that and you think I'm dope because of that. But that's so just shit. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like... Yeah, we sin to we, then we bless the meal. They say you pay for the highs and the lows, but I bunk the Ferris wheel. The simulation's getting real, mate. I rate the bait and not an empty table waiting for a better deal. I'm talking like a hundred percent of the dough plus tax back for whatever I spent on this low, bro. Bro, quit crying, I piss iron and treat the beat like Stewie did Brian. Sighing at the top of Mount Zion, cause we're never pleased. Lactose intolerance selling cheese. Is it ever challenging bouncing back and forth between aesthetics as frequently as you do with the different projects you have your hands in creatively? Because you're working on a lot of projects simultaneously, that's your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, at the moment, I'm, I'm probably working on the least amount of things I've ever worked on. Um, I think just I've been naturally just doing more of the stuff. You know what I mean? I've been I yeah. wrote a book and like I've just been making beats and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. Not I, like I think I, I do that because I I always have to have like ten things going on at the same time, or I'm just I'm just I'm just bored. Do you know what I mean? It's like I have to be like I have to be watching a movie while I'm writing a song while I'm. Jotting between the song and then getting the logistics ready for the next six one six cloven drop, while I'm going, you know what I'm saying? It's right. just I, ha- I just let I have a lot of things uh, that I do at the same time, multitasking. So then I guess it just comes naturally with that. It's like, you know, like what you were saying about um, like aesthetically jumping between it. You know what I mean? Like if you if you if you're trying to um suggest, do I feel like some sort of um schizophrenic multi-personality disorder <laughs> then no <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah um, i mean it's just it's just the way my mind is man yeah i uh, I, I just i get bored easy you know, so I, I have to have many different things and in different angles you know what i'm saying Um, different things to dip into like yeah so i mean not necessarily that it's hard but what is hard is when it ends if you understand what I mean. So like if I finish a project, I just suddenly just feel like I need to fill that void again immediately. And that's probably got a lot to do with why I'm always creating. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, um, I guess like that rap and music is my medium. You know, I could have very well done something else. Maybe I'd have been a painter in another reality. Do you know what I'm saying? Who knows? And that would just be, I would just have to paint all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? to fill whatever that void is. And when I finish a painting, I'm like depressed and whatever, you know, but like, for me, it's just like the creation of, of, yeah. of a project. Do you know what I mean? I don't really make songs per se. A lot of the time I, I'm always making a whole painting as opposed to just painting the corner of a, of a, you know, of a canvas. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's the way I see it, man. 
ADHD SAD I don't know who the best is But let's say me And agree to agree LSD and me T Lee Do you wanna lose your red? Maybe I'm zen Round 10 Omnipresent like a god Until My internal dialogue is silent Bob I will disregard the lesson And still get the highest score Then start again and complete the game On the hardest setting Can't be stepping I'm chilling like milk D I done it for Fucking I'm living life guilt free I don't Trudge from trauma, I saunter Why I ought to piss in your fire water Chilling on the border of some sort of disorder I'm bored of you all and winning a lot Lord willing or not Do you ever worry about outdoing your last piece of work So much that it competes with your mental state And how you approach a new project Is that ever a thing for yourself? In, in a way, that it ties back to what you were saying before Where it's like you know, it might just be subtle and it might not be noticeable to someone else, but it'll be like, there'll be some sort of shift or a little tweak here and or something, a theme that maybe only exists to me and no one else even notices. But right. the reason I say that is because then I, I in, in, in my head, I, I'm not, ma- I'm not outdoing the last thing because I'm making something else. If you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm filling the, it, it's the void needs to be filled. Do you know what I'm saying? You're on so to the next like, one. Mm, mm. So it's not really, I don't, I've never really have that feeling. If if you ask me, I always genuinely, genuinely feel like the last thing I've done was the best thing I've done. Like yeah. whether you, whether you, other people do, not you personally, but you know, like whether someone else thinks, I don't really care what they think because I understand this rap shit and way beyond most they do. And that's what I'm, I'm not saying like that in an arrogant way. I'm saying like in my head, that's how I see it. So it's like, I'm making it. I'm making this music. I'm making it for me. You're controlling the narrative. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not necessarily competing with myself, but I'm like making a new, you know, I'm just making a new episode, I, I, I guess, you know. And um, and then, yeah. And then and then once I put it out, you know, you can have it. You can hate it. You can love it. You can hear things I didn't intend. I don't care. It's, it's, it is what it is at that point. But, you know, I, I don't make it for people but i admit you know i don't know man and going off the off the topic a little bit but i don't really i don't not really that wrapped up in yeah trying to outdo myself really you know because i like i say it's, it's just moving on to the next thing and creating you know, there's as much there's as much need for me to create the new thing as there was for the last thing so whether it's as good or whether it's as good in someone else's opinion it, it were it was as it was it was for me, do you know what I'm saying? Because I had to do it, you know. You mentioned this upcoming book a couple of minutes ago, which is available for pre-order now, Swan Sons. How does yeah, that come about, yeah. man? Um, well, uh, man, I mean, it's a, 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 a guy who works for a publishing company had, been, had emailed me a while back, quite a while back, and I guess he had just heard, he, he specifically really liked that Nice One album, um, and he was just saying, and you know, he'd been listening to stuff before. He's an, an older gentleman, like you know, um, and he was uh, just he messaged, he emailed me kind of on a whim just to see if I had ever written anything, you know, other than the just stupid rap shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, see if I'd ever written any proper stuff, you know what I mean? And then I was like, um, I basically was just like, yeah, man, uh, and then. I sent him a couple of little random 
bits because you, there's a lot. I've made a lot of songs where I've written stories, not knowing what to do with them. So I've just scrapped them as a story, as like a as a as a piece of literature, and I've just turned them into songs. You know what I mean? Like for example, there was the um, I think I forget the, the the order of the title, but it was like the midget, the dent, and the fucking something or other, the parcel. And it was the it's a track on the ill-informed project, the stupid poignant shit project. I woke up, or at least I think I did. Momentarily shocked, I wasn't still a kid. I was 13 and I dreamed. I shuddered and kicked the covers off me. Now I'm in the kitchen with a cup of coffee. The fuck is wrongly? I thought you ate the shit. It makes you feel mad, and you don't even like the taste of it. I pour the rest in the sink, stick the mug on the side. Notice there's a dent in the fridge. Now I'm wondering why. I'm sure I've never seen that shit before. Bang, bang, sounds like the police are at the door. And I'm not sure as to whether I should answer it. Or I'm already at the Like, that was a story. And I just, I just had it written down. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to turn this into a rap song because it's the only way I know how to convert my writing into a medium for people to, uh, you know, Digest. Have, a, have a nibble at or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so I, I, I actually sent him the, the written, the story version of that, you know what I mean? Which Dope. if I'm being honest, it's a mess, like, you know what I mean? But I guess he was like seeing something in it to be like, yeah, man, there's, you know, keep send us some more stuff or whatever. And then he was like, he just prodded me a little bit and was like, look, I think you can, you can write prop, you know, you could write a book, man. And I was, and, uh, and you know, these are a real legitimate publisher and that, you know, so I was just like, I was kind of like, it was like quite a compliment, you know, yeah, that's where you're you know, you know what, Yeah. And to reference back to what you were saying about like, when do I get, you know, and I don't know the ex exact thing you said, cause my memory is terrible, <laughs> but um, you was talking about a minute ago about, um, like, do I get annoyed at people not understanding or miss, you know that's what I'm right. saying? All yeah. that type of thing. Yeah. So, for for someone in that world and that to just be like, yo, you like you could you could write, you know what I mean? It was kind of like cool to me. And then um I guess we just stopped. He he hadn't eaten he no, it just kinda like went dead a little bit. So we just stopped speaking. And I guess that uh later on down the line he was like, All right, so I've been wrapping up some other book, but have you written anything or whatever? And I actually had started to write something. And like, you know, like, I mean, I've always writing, but I'd started to write something. I felt like I was, it was becoming a book. Do you know what I'm saying? I felt like I was making that like first steps towards nice. maybe writing something properly, you know, like a novel. And then I started, uh, it just started coming together over the, over like a couple of years, man, like maybe two and a half years or something. Nice. Um, and then. Uh, yeah, and then I ended up meeting like uh, the the head of the publisher, uh, the publishing company, um, which is Tariq. Shouts out to Tariq Goddard and Carl as well. Carl is the is the guy that actually got in touch with me originally. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, man, it's just been cool, man. They just gave me an opportunity to just they just they respected the words that you know in in um, in the songs enough to give me a chance to write something and. And have enough faith to put it out and shit. And I guess they liked it enough to do that. So it was cool, man. And it was uh, it's something I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. Um, like, I've always wanted to just, like, write stories, you know what I mean? Write books. But I never thought I could, you know what I mean? I never really thought people, like, you know, <laughs> from where I'm from could write books, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or even do even rap, to be honest. So it, it's one of them, um, yeah, man, and then, yeah, it's coming out in December this year. 
it's just being i think it's getting printed on tuesday actually next week it's the goes off to printing like the proper final book um and yeah man it's interesting man it's exciting it's, 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 it's exciting man yeah well it's good for me because it you know you know how i was saying about like filling that void do you know what i'm saying yeah. it gives me another medium in which i can you know make something from and shove into that fucking void you know what i'm saying and just like have another thing so i'm not always just you know creating a million albums you know what <laughs> i mean like so now i've got this other thing man i can make a million books now do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah exactly make that harry potter man i think I, bro i think i've already scared them a little bit because i was like yeah I'm, I'm a couple of chapters into this next book and he's like fucking hell mate you don't let the what was he saying he's like you don't let the roots grow under your feet do you i was like i I was thinking, are we not supposed to do it like this? Is this not what we do? <laughs> you were so, locked in. You were locked in. I'll, pr- I'll probably end up being like some Philip K. Dick guy, man, with like a million books, just this crazy person who's some... And, and then you'll get those guys who are like, ah, his later books were never as good as his first. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and then you'll get that one, that you'll get that guy, one guy, like 10 books down the line, which are just like, nah, man, this book's the one, but I hate all the books after it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's great. You can't impress everyone, man. You can't, it, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're doing something wrong if all the critics love you, right? What's that? You're doing something wrong if all the critics love you. Hey, exactly, man. You know what I mean? It's like, if, yeah, exactly, man. That's it. That's it. Just going back to you talking about writing short stories and adapting those short stories into verses, what does your writing process look like when it comes to that? I mean, how big are these short stories before you transfer them into verses? Uh, well, I mean, you know, there's 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 not that many um, of the... Basically, any story, any track you hear, I mean, again... I, I wish I, I wish I was an encyclopedia of my own stuff, like, but I'm just not, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, any track you would have heard, which is delves maybe into like the into the territory of a story, it's it was 99% probably a story that I'd written. You know what I mean? Whether it was a short couple of pages or whatever, like the the dent one, the one from the stupid poignant shit. I remember that was, you know, it was a. Uh, it wasn't like a novella-sized short story, but you know, it was it was a it was a a chapter of a book with. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it was a good five thousand words or so. You know what I mean? Like it's you know enough to have a bit of practice in that in that medium. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I've written which I've just taken from and turned into into something else into you know in, incorporated into verses and stuff as well and you know sometimes you just go off and write a little little tangent little haiku or something of, uh, and then just turn that into rap you know because it's like that's the only way i knew how to like i was saying it's the only I, I write because i just i have to write and then it's like it makes sense because i love rap and i like i love beats and stuff so it kind of it makes sense to marry them two things together, you know what I mean? And that's the only way I knew how to do it. So now I have this other, this other way to do it. It's quite liberating, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Kind of difficult for a simple guy. Holding on for dear life, even though it's only gently drifting by. It's over in the blink of a suspicious eye. So you might as well be ignorant and high. 
couldn't get through to me with a bye I wouldn't dignify you with a sigh I watched cloud nine silver line and liquefy and sit around wait for it to have you taken time to step back and realize the magnitude of what you've accomplished over the past two decades do you ever think about your legacy and um, I mean not really man I, I if anything sometimes I just get like frustrated with uh with that type of stuff do you know what I mean because you know it's like the amount of time I've put in, I've not like, you know, like, I don't know if you could, if, if time was a unit of currency, I've definitely put more, way more in than I've physically, than I've made in in legitimate currency. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it is what, but at the same time, it's like, I wouldn't, I, it's, it's something I, I do like almost like a, like an illness. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I can't help it, man. So, I mean, not not necessarily, I guess. Some, maybe sometimes you'll have them like late night ponderings where you're just like, but again, man, it's like it's territory for like paranoia and delusion. I think if you go, if you delve too deeply into that world, because yeah. you can start making connections. Like, hmm, this guy's suddenly slowing his tempos down like we are, and now he's rhyming a bit like this, and right. it's like, I, like if I'm being completely 100% real. And I'm just being no filter and, you know, without sound trying to sound like egotistical. It's like, I, obviously I'm aware of, of some, some semblance of, of influence that I've had on, on people on, I don't know. I can't, I'm, you know, I can't even necessarily say anyone specifically because I don't think there is a specific person, but there are definitely things that I have brought to it. And friends of mine who have been in it with me have brought to this rap thing that has had an influence um over over people and how maybe how they approach it and whatever and i guess you find a lot of the time is like people maybe don't give credit or maybe they don't even really realize i don't know maybe i'm just chatting shit and i and i'm delusional do you know what i'm saying so that's why i try not to overthink it because like i say you then it it it, it creates grounds for for just like maybe like thinking people are biting you and things of that nature yeah, do you know what yeah. i mean and it's like i you don't really know do you do you know what i'm saying maybe we just got influenced by the same 100 obscure references <laughs> you know what i mean and we don't we both just don't re we both don't realize it i don't know maybe we're pulling from the same part of the universe and we've just made you know so it's i can't really like i'm aware that there is some form of influence but i couldn't really articulate what exactly do you know what i mean i'm sure that that's what other people to 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 think about you know yeah, what I mean like of course that's what other people to 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 see and notice and you know I don't know man well one of the things I don't think you get enough flowers for is producing okay well I mean can you can we expect I'm, more production from yourself well in you the know future? what man we're about we're 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 about to give me mad flowers baby um like now nah, I'm I've I'm been getting super back into like into production and stuff and i mean nice. when i started out i was basically making my own beats out of just the fact that no one else was making no people were making crazy cool like crazy beats right but i wanted to like i didn't un quite understand what i was doing but i realized that i i, I personally feel better rapping on a certain type of beat where it was a little bit emptier and a little bit slower and a little bit less going on do you know what i'm saying and that's just what felt right to me and no one was making that shit 
So I kind of just had to learn to make it, you know what I mean? And I was making beats in secondary school and stuff as well. Like, but again, it was more out of the fact that how else other than, you know, when me and me mate Jed used to make, like, we make our little rap tapes. We'd just go and get like the, any rap tape that had an instrumental on the B side or whatever, and then record it on a cassette, you know, other than that, how else do you get instrumentals? This is an alien concept to me. You know what I mean? Like how did they even get the beats? How did, where did these instrumentals even come from? You know what I'm saying? So for me, it was like, I just made them because how else am I going to rap if I don't make, if I don't have music to rap to, do you see what I'm saying? So I kind of just fell into doing it because no one else was doing what I, had in my mind that I wanted to put my vocals over, do you know what I mean? Or whatever. Um, and then, you know, in the early shit, when I started doing like the Mr. Wrong stuff, the concept was that Lee Scott is the human producer, you know, and Mr. Wrong is the rap character, which kind of, that's how I seen it back then. It wasn't really like, I was m trying to be more a producer, producing a fictional, a fictionalized version of myself that, you know, takes influence from reality, but lives in fucking his own world. Did you know what I'm saying? And that was the whole thing about behind Mr. Wrong. That's why I kind of killed the character off. You know, I don't call myself Mr. Wrong no more. And I stopped doing that years back because it was kind of like, it was kind of a character. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, it was more of a character. And I think that's something that I, I sort of just left behind a little bit more when I started going more into the sort of uh, Lee Scott, okay, yeah. how does Lee Scott rap though? Do you see what I'm saying? Even though the, obviously lines are blurred and whatever, yeah, but um, yeah, so I guess like as far as production goes, man, it's like, yeah, I started out almost because out of necessity because no one else was doing it. And then I've kind of like rekindled that, uh, that flame, you know what I'm saying? Recently I've been getting super back into it and producing for other people. I've always wanted to produce more for other people, but I feel like when I sort of stopped doing the Mr. Wrong stuff, my production kind of took a little, you know, I took a kind of like, a, I would, it just sort of, it didn't, it wasn't keeping up with my skills on the mic. You see what I'm trying to say? Mm. So I kind of, then I, and I started to lose a little bit of not necessarily what not like confidence with it, but you know, I didn't like I wasn't I'm I wasn't like the most technologically advanced person. I mean, you can ask people who used to come around, like come around me back in the day, man. I had like I, everything was broken and pieced together with like it it looked like I was a mad scientist, but I didn't really understand how I'd made this studio work. Do you know what I mean? I had like plug things into things that don't plug into, you know what I'm saying? That shouldn't work when you, you know? So I'm thinking uh, over the, over the years, I just started trusting and, and I, I was writing way too quick for my, for, uh, for my own, like it would take me longer to make a beat than it would to a beat. I was happy with hundred percent than it would to, to, to write a rhyme. You see what I'm saying? So I started using other producers and, but at the same time, yeah, I've always wanted to produce more for other people. So, like, I started, um, have you heard the Fisher-Price song, which Black Josh and Milcavelli? I've made, like, a whole album for them where I've just made all the beats. Um, and that's, that's it's done. It's going to come, that'll be coming out soon. I've produced cool. the whole thing for me and Slime Moon, which is coming soon. And that's called um, FDMB, which is, like, a little, a little um, nod to EPMD. Uh, it stands for like flipping dough, making bread. 
Lee and Sly flipping dough making bread. That's just some straight like just rap shit, you back know. What I mean? Like you know that it really is, man. Like it's back to the basics to the point where it like when you hear it, you 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 you'll know what I'm saying. I mean, people always say that, oh, back to the basics, but this is like, you know. All right, we're going to do eight bar intros. We're going to do 16 bar verses, eight bar choruses, but every song is going to sound like a different beat and it's still going to be dope as fuck and it's just going to fit into that shit that we love. Do you know what I mean? And, and they're just crazy rhymes and yeah, nothing too, not nothing too deep. You know what I mean? But it, the FDMB thing, I feel people are going to, people are going to like that shit and they're going to want, they're going to they're gonna want the instrumentals too. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm confident in that one. Um, nice, nice. Well, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just really getting back into the production side of things. Um, I kind of like was getting a bit more like wacky with the production, I think. Like if you go and listen to like my beats on the likes of Tim Forefronts and stuff like that, I don't think they were people's favorite beats on the album. Do you know what I mean? Like I think the ones I was doing were kind of like a bit weird. Do you know what I mean? And then like, people would always prefer like the tracks that people would like were, were probably more like, you know, beats that I got from someone else. Do you know what I'm saying? That were a bit more conventional, maybe like not, not even as an insult. Cause they were still weren't conventional. Like there were, there's no way some of them recluse beats were at all conventional, but I guess they just were more conventional than the weird stuff that I was making for myself. You know what I mean? Um, and I've sort of just recently got back into the idea of just like digging for samples and, you know, doing all that type of stuff, you know what I mean? Again, it's just therapeutic, you know, like, and nostalgic for me to just go back and just make beats the the way I used to make beats when I, at the very beginning, do you know what I mean? Just trying to make like banging ass drums and get, find some crazy cool samples to use, you know what I mean? Flip. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, about to just go on a mad spree of production amazing looking forward to it i heard you got a project with sunny jim coming out yeah 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 so there you go that's another one i've been producing and um, the style i've been doing for him is a little bit different it's more like <clears throat> less like um based on the drums i mean my my natural like favorite thing to do for beats is drums i like i like programming drums do you know what i mean I, that's what i like to do i like to just punch whether it's the fucking computer keyboard or the MPC pads or whatever it may be. I just like punching in drums. I like like playing with drums, do you know what I mean? And then almost like start like that way around and then find samples and then sort of reverse engineer the drums to then refit to the sample or whatever or whatever I'm doing. But with this Sunny Gym one, it's more like just more based on just digging and just like chopping loops do you know what i'm saying so, and doing that side of things man and it's 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 cool man um but yeah i forgot about that one and um, yeah so there's that one as well i just that's what i'm saying man. i'm just getting lost in the production at the moment we're about to get really I mean? busy man yeah man that's what i'm looking to do what about blair as a label what's on the cards for the future of blair records wrapping up this interview man uh what's in the future i mean just God knows, man. More mu music, man. You know what I mean? Any new signings? That is it. Um, I mean, we put out a little... Uh, we put out Frankie Bones EP, which is like a singer, a multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, band director. Uh, <clears throat> it's like an instrumentalist. Um, I think we're going to be doing some stuff with uh, Jaden Clover, who's out of Birmingham. Right. And she works with Dylan, the infamous, like... He makes a beat and stuff. Um, 
that's like some just like smooth vocal type stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like R&B, more R&B. But it's kind of, it is R&B, I guess, if you're going to like just be like, what genre is this? But still a bit different, you know what I mean? Because you've got them weird, wonky Dylan beats. It's it's cool, man. Their stuff's real cool. Um, so, I mean, we don't really sign people, you know? Like, it's more like we just work with people, yeah. do projects on a project basis, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, I mean, as far as like, like the you know that's kind of as close as we get to signing people you know um there's a lot coming man there's good black josh has got a new album um which is going to be coming out this year stinking slum rock i mean there you go it's another one i forgot about i've produced one album for him with jack chard where we you know it's just no samples not that i hate when people say that you know what i mean no sample beats it doesn't really matter but we just, you know, played it all in and whatever. And then they kind of sound like sample beats, to be honest with you, which is cool. So we've done that project with Slumrock. And then, I, then me and Slumrock made a whole other project last year, which just me on the beats, just, you know, sample stuff. Um, so that's another one, man. Like, I'm really going in with this production thing, you know what I mean? Like, just making crazy mad albums for everyone. Um, so, yeah, man, there's a bunch of bunch of stuff coming this year, man. There's loads of stuff. I'm probably not remembering half of it, you know. Hey. Yeah. Your main lawyer leaving never kills me, and it nearly did. Don't forget yourself. I'm a cunt, you're a pussy. Converse, stussy on me feet. Trying to reach me limit, but the sky's in the way. What I'm trying to say is like, yeah, I'm quite withered. What I'm trying to say, and there's not enough time in the day. Shit, I assume I took a sip and said, If not allowed, then in me yet. Pondering if I'd rather feel empty or filled with dread. And dread the day I know, is it okay to go? Cause either way, I'm gone. See you later on. I wish I could show my appreciation for this podcast. I wish I could respond to it somehow or be notified in the future when Fly Fidelity updates because it's so great. But I don't think there's a way I can do any of those things. Uh-oh. You're wrong. <laughs> Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud and never miss an episode. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. My people saw you with me where you were.